Hey, I'm Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. I don't even know the name of this thing anymore. Uh, with this whole stream or more raw content thing that I'm trying to do, with this whole stream or more raw content thing that I'm trying to do by a daily or so, and I know I haven't done it by daily, and I could say, you know, I've had technical issues, which I have, and I've lost my footage and whatnot, but I really want to stop making excuses, so I'm not going to say any of that, even though I already did. Um, but I want to showcase things that I normally wouldn't with this raw content, because I am doing other types of content in fact i'm working on scripting a couple of narrative highly produced episodes kind of like gimlet but with this i will talk about that later with this whole specifically this stream thing i'm hoping that i can showcase things that i normally don't talk about because i'm not i really not confined to a topic in this podcast i'm more confined to the specific message which i enjoy and so this relates to the message so this is episode three in the stream previously you know i was gonna be silent but i don't think anyone will get that especially since that episode was like two weeks back so previously um i was silent for two minutes honestly you know it's pretty interesting check it out you know a quick note before i start um while i do want to talk other things i don't feel like my personality or the message i want to get across is really coming across but to talk about I do feel like this is an important thing to talk about and it does fit in that message. Just I'm not in the right perspective to feel that it fits that message, but just a personal note there. So stories are, you know, words, uh, poetry, prose, music, film, dance, culture, kindness, language, emotion. A lot there's a lot of things out there that can be used and most importantly God, but he can't be used and he's not a thing either, but you guys get what I mean? That can be used to change the world. And there's a lot more I haven't said. There's a lot more I'm missing. And for me in stories, I want to talk about stories specifically. The best, you know, they end up feeding my soul. Because that's really that's really what this whole podcast is about for me personally. And for you guys, like, I want to be able to... I just want to bring people, like, essentially, I guess, closer to God and just give them some value. I think one of the ways to do it in terms of, like, living Christian lifestyle on creating for your soul as a creative perspective and in terms of feeding my soul uh that's through a couple of ways and how i approach this is it's either bringing me an experience so that experience it usually ends up teaching me something it was a discovery that changed my perspective it was a principle that guided me it was a message that stayed with me or if you want to see it as nostalgia it was a memory and usually it's usually that memory ended up teaching me something about happiness and you know, God speaks through different ways, but I think that's, you know, it's either an experience. And even then, stories are essentially experiences and small experiences made up into the story. Another thing that it brings to your soul is connection, I think. Especially with films now, including diversity, when you're able to see a person who not only feels like yourself, who shares a similar, who shares a similar careers, hobbies, struggles, and now with diversity, um, color, skin color, race, gender, connection is important. Whether they connect with them through different ways, how they connect with them, you can even connect with the opposite, but connection is severely important. I don't think, regardless if it feeds my soul or not, connection is important. And regardless of how it feeds my soul, whether it's experience or the next few things I talk about, I think connection is necessary. You have to connect with the piece of art that you create for yourself, and you have to connect with the piece of art that you're that, that that is trying to feed your soul if the intention is to feed your soul which usually almost all the best stories do 
another thing that brings me peace a lot of times we're just struggling um and peace comes through simplicity but a lot of times you're just struggling you know and there's the nine to five job or you're trying to manage that or you got family problems you got you got career problems like there are a lot of struggles out there you're in poverty sometimes you just need that moment of silence peace and if it, whether it's a second in the movie where the character is just reflecting or throughout that whole movie it's just generally a peaceful movie i think that's really important that's not adjusting through storytelling that's just in general necessity i think also inspiring someone when it inspires you because usually inspiring comes through some sort of relation with the fires you you're able to relate to the struggles and it can serve as a guide or can just serve as a step and not necessarily motivation because motivation dies it does but inspiration is a little different and even better than inspiration there's something there i don't know what the word is i think you could use the word zeal and the last one is being a kid a lot of days you know we as the general population we forget about being a kid when even the bible says like to enter the kingdom of god you must become like a child i think we forget about being a kid and even if you don't believe in like the bible um i think a lot, all of us know out there truly that the kids are the most pure they're not they're not evil like but the whole in terms of if we want to take a modern day example black lives matter like people kids were not originally thinking that uh that their superiority if they were white they they weren't originally thinking that's how society placed that expectation on them so the, the fact is that the kids did not have that thinking in the first place meaning that they are the most pure and so the most pure comes through having fun like toy story the imagination that comes through that with just having fun those are two things and having fun that imagination that comes through toy story and while i don't like i'm not the biggest fan of toy story i will admit that is pixar did a good job there another aspect of being a kid is simplicity i think it's just every second of our life simplicity is important because simplicity is also beauty it feeds your soul and if you don't have simplicity then like it's just overcomplicating and that's not good but so those are the ways that for me personally that it feeds my soul i probably miss some and there are probably different ways for you it feeds your soul but usually for me it falls into that i haven't seen anything i haven't seen any exceptions yet but we'll see now and i want to talk specifically about stories and i think that's the general that's there's a little bit it's a little bit of a wider scale for general feeding my soul not just stories but now if we're going to go into stories how effective are they at getting a message across that feeds my soul so the first story i do want to look at is spider-man into the spider-verse and the reason i look at this is because this is arguably it's definitely my top three it might be my number one film that i've ever watched and so this film was like really impactful for me um, this movie was amazing and there's so many words i can say that i can say about this and that i don't really have any words it's one of those things and i did some research on this about a month ago partly because i had felt like this story did a really good job in terms of getting a message across but i wasn't sure if that was their intention i wasn't sure how they approached this and i really wanted to see like our stories meant to be used to get a message across and so i found out number one that on the front of the screenplay there was a mission statement and that mission statement was about how anywhere could wear the mask the spider-verse highlighted that in a couple of ways the first way they highlighted that was you know the perfect spider-man essentially was killed by kingpin um if you haven't watched the film some of this won't make sense but i recommend you do watch it but the perfect spider-man if you want to call it perfect nothing's perfect but you know the ideal spider-man was killed and so it brought to that message of there really is no ideal spider-man they show that through showcasing six spider-man 
each with their different flaws, their different quirks, their personality, their different animation styles. There are these so many details, small details in the animation that was truly like spectacular, won an Oscar, but it's a general film that really contributed to that message of that message that anyone can wear the mask. The mission proves that there was there was an intention for anyone could wear the mask to come across. The first, I do know that it first started off with, hey, I really think the Spider-Verse would be cool and be epic to do it in animation, but, and then it came into, I'm pretty sure it came into, I want to show, like, the directors want to showcase the diversity of characters and the diversity, specifically Miles, when diversity is ever so important, showcasing the culture, which they did an amazing job at it, like, just take the beginning, that was nice and smooth and relaxed, like, they're able to show that, you know, Miles is his own person, and at the end, they're able to show each version of their own spider-man their each own world and their own world could also represent that was one message and there was another message that connected with me and i'm not sure if that was their intention to or if that was just for miles character art but that was the leaf of faith uh this is the more known message but that was what really inspired me and all these small details again that contributed to that message how peter b who was the one preaching the message eventually needed it in the end and in his own character arc how Miles' frame rate was different until uh, how Miles' frame rate was different from the rest until he learned how to you know get the ropes, how to learn the ropes, and how his dad and Peter really made him or helped him take that leap of faith, and he took it at the end. How the glass fell because it showed how he was still sticking to the wall, how he wasn't fully ready. How the directors even planned to have him hit by a truck after that leap of faith. Like there's so many of these. Like, there's so many small details here that really contribute to both anyone can wear the mask and the leap of faith. And before I get into how effective, I want to read a couple of paragraphs that I think will help get into that. So Pete Docter, the chief creative officer at Pixar, said, Even if you have a moral to a story, if you actually come out and say it, it loses its power. Not that we're trying to be sneaky or anything, but you have more ability to affect people if you're not quite so blatant about it. To me, art is about expressing something that can't be said in literal terms. You can say it in words, but it's always just beyond the reach of actual words, and you're doing whatever you can to communicate a sense of something that is beyond you. About the relationship between his faith and his filmmaking, Doctor has said, I don't think people in any way, shape, or form like to be lectured to. When people go to a movie, they want to see some sort of experience of themselves on the screen. They don't come to be taught. So in that sense, and in terms of any sorts of beliefs, I don't want to feel as though I'm ever lecturing or putting an agenda forth. The, the interviewer also did mention about how Jesus' parables were told in stories. And while I don't understand why Jesus did that fully, I do know it's about letting people who want to listen to try and understand. And that comes with open-mindedness. So in terms of how effective, like Pete Doctor did say, if you have a moral to a story, if you actually come out and say it, it loses its power. But Spider-Verse said both of their morals, whether one was the intention of actually sharing that message and one was just for the sake of the story arc both came out and both really affected me one more than the other but that's not the point the point is that it was effective and at the time i wasn't exactly open-minded but i think that film it made me open-minded and that was because i connected with the characters so in conclusion really for it to be effective you have to, the person has to be open-minded, whether the person isn't initially open-minded in the beginning, but halfway through the film, the, the audience is, or at the beginning, they are open-minded, they have to be open-minded. And the second step is, you don't have to go out and say, now I do get where Pete Doctor is coming from, for if you say, 
it loses its power when you actually come out and say it. But I think it really depends on the story and what you're trying to do. I think in the case of Spider-Verse, small little details of the frame rate, the glass. I didn't even understand the glass. And I didn't even understand the glass until I read a YouTube comment. So thank you to that YouTube content. And thank you, God, for showing me that. But, but like, all these small details, they contributed to a mission statement. I don't think any of it would have made sense unless they didn't say it to the film. So it was effective. Now, if I was supposed to give you a number, which I'm terrible at, I would say about 30% of people or 20% of people who watched it, it changed them. It affected them. It wasn't just a great story. It actually changed them. Because there are a lot of people, another 20 per additional percent that said it was a great story. Like, I can say that, that about 40% of people thought this was a great movie. But I feel like 20 to 30, 20 percent said would feel that this movie changed their life, and five percent can say this actually changed their life. So for five percent of like a billion people watching, that's pretty good for the Spider Verse, and for general and Sony, like Sony made a good film. So good job, Sony. Yeah, so they were. I mean, they were effective. I think it was effective. Like, and open mindedness and changing someone's life is not supposed to be measured by by effectiveness or mess uh the me how if they get a message across it's not supposed to be measured by effectiveness but i wanted to really highlight can stories actually get a message across like is it not practical i hate using that word but is it possible to get a message across through stories on a large scale not just one person and i think it is i think stories are a good form of expression if you do it well if you feel like you're supposed to do this thing like in your soul and god then do it and so Spider-Verse, you know, it did come out and say it, but I think with coming out and say it, they blended it into the story. So if you're looking for the film to change you, then it could, because if you're open-minded Spider-Verse, not only were they able to highlight diversity and capture a new audience of uh, African-American and Latino people who could connect with the character, but they were also able to connect with animation lovers, Looney Tune lovers, with Spider-Ham. So, yeah. Now Pixar. Pixar is arguably the best company out there doing these type of films on a consistent basis. Even better than Disney, Sony, DreamWorks, and I mean, I know Pixar is part of Disney, so I'm not sure exactly how that works out, but I want to highlight specifically their new movie, Soul. Now, I don't think you've seen it, but there's a trailer, and so I'm just going to use that as a reference. And I really do want to watch it, and it's coming out on Christmas for anyone who wants to know. And in terms of faith, you know, while I don't agree with how they portray the soul, I trust I don't I trust Pete Doctor that it won't be bad and I'm really watching the film for the message. So in terms of that, in terms of watching the film for the message, I think you can divide it into three groups of being open minded. There's the people who are watching it specifically for the message, for the story, because they know that it's gonna affect them. Now I feel that in the general audience, that's like ten percent of the people. I think that's the content we also need to lean towards in terms of general consumption, but I think that's 10% of the population at max. Now, most of the population or the audience leans towards these two categories. They're watching it because they think it's going to be good, or because they're just randomly scrolling through Disney+, Plus and they feel they have nothing else to do, or they just want something where they don't have to think, something like that. It's pretty equal between those two groups, maybe a little bit more in terms of they think it's going to be good. And so that, if they think it's going to be good, I think not only there's an expectation, but there's also a chance for that to be open-minded. Because if it is good and delivers on that promise, that means if, it, if they think it's good, then 
that there's an expectation that it's going to be good enough. There's an expectation that means that they probably connected with the characters. They have a reason for the expectation, which usually from a trailer, it means that they connected with the characters. So I think when you have them already connected with the characters because you're able to showcase, which is why trailers are so important in, mo in the movie industry, I think. I think it's powerful to capture, to get them open-minded even before they watch the movie so that you don't... To, even before they watch the movie so that you don't have to make them open-minded in the movie. So now Pixar, you know, Pixar's made brilliant films. They've made Cars, which is one of my personal favorites on. Toy Story, Inside Out, Soul, Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life. There are so many movies out there, and I think the stereotype of animation being only for kids really affects the teens, the adults that could learn a lot from the films. And I think kids are able to learn the best in general, partly because, you know, of their pureness, but I think it sticks with them the most since they connected with them as a kid. Nostalgia plays an element, but I think it could affect a lot more teens and adults, but sadly, adults watch it for the kids and teens. I mean, teens watch the superhero films, so, I mean, we don't typically see that as an animation except for Spider-Verse, which is why it's so good. I think kids, and when I mean seven-year-olds, like people coming back and reflecting on these movies, that's some that's some powerful stuff. One great example is Toy Story. Ask adults who watched it when they were kids. Toy Story in nineteen ninety eight, I think. I think the imagination as a kid that came with it, that came with their toys, and you found perspective of just seeing their toys. Well, the message wasn't to play with your toys and to value your toys more. You know, I think that message arguably came across, and that's staying with them. The lessons that that parents were able to show, you know, characters that the Andy and Woody learned, but the kids just seeing that themselves and learning with open minds, I mean, all of that is really powerful and it's, you know, thank God for Toy Story. Um, I think Pixar, so to really go on in terms of, to start looking at their effectiveness with their widespread use of getting this message across, Pixar, they start off with asking a question or a story idea, that's what I've seen in a common trend about, you know, 50% of their movies, because I haven't analyze or looked at the 50 other percent but the question essentially becomes the message of the story for example soul uh joe gardner is is basically pete doctor because pete doctor came up with a question where he had these doubts of like does animation actually mean something in this world like is this work actually meaningful is this where i'm supposed to be is this what i'm supposed to be doing with my life you know is this is this in tie with my faith and that was soul was a reflection of, of his own life and so was a reflection on his own life and so they started off with the story the question and pete doctor has said about like he's not exactly trying to lecture and so if he's not trying to lecture that means that he's not trying to preach and he's not trying to preach he's really just sharing an experience or several experiences formed into a story and that's what pixar does they don't really provide an answer they don't really provide an answer to the question they just provide jill gardner's perspective on the question of soul and if this work actually meaningful for my soul and for god and you know will this actually help people who listen to this so i think that in terms of the message is pixar's perspective and approach now in terms of connection picture was actually really smart and i'm not sure if this was intentional but you know it's harder for kids i will admit like age is a factor in terms of connection like a teen will connect with the team better than an adult typically we're assuming that's taking out other factors and so age is a factor and so what pixar did was really smart is they took out the age factor by making it in the perspective of a soul who i'm not sure in the real 
in this real world if age is a thing in soul i don't think it is but i'm not sure but what they did is like the age wasn't a factor in the soul because the soul was just like blue fluff in the movie soul versus jill gardner being the 40 year old man or 30 year old man and as a teacher kids were probably able to better connect not only with joe gardner but the, with the other souls around them because because they had no age and so that was really smart and they're also still able to showcase the diversity by showing you know the skin color of jordan gardner joe gardner and be able to connect and see people themselves on the screen now that's connection that's one area of connection the other area of connection was i think this really highlights an important question of soul and pixar somehow is able to you know uh, include these classic scenes that you know don't feel classic but are really special and really monumental and they don't feel preachy at all and that and that comes through this movie where like joe gardner is not he's trying to re rediscover his passion for music and go through these struggles and so for people who haven't found their passion like it, it i think it serves as a spark to go to go find to go use their zeal for something or uh, to go use their zeal for something to glorify god and for the people who have um already found and are continuing to go through that journey it serves not only as a reminder but as a piece of connect uh, as a story of connection where they can connect with the character and they can see a different perspective and a different perspective from a creative uh, for all the creatives out there and so i think that is really powerful so there's a lot of connection that really goes into play here as a, if a teen were to watch this or a general creative or an adult and so that's why i think animation needs to have that stereotype lifted off of them which only takes time people saying that from narrative and through just saying it so that's connection now in terms of effective really i think this film will be from the reviews that i've seen on like rotten tomatoes and whatnot i think this film will be 30 percent of effective if you want me to give you a number because this film highlights an important question they're able to do that in a way that pixar is always so unique they're able to do that in a fun humorous way not necessarily and it doesn't exactly take away the value from the story it only adds to it really with every story it won't change you unless you allow it so really with stories you can make it more effective quote unquote but it never works unless they open themselves and you can influence that but it comes down to them and i think to help allow the person to open themselves you have to connect with the person i've said that a lot really the characters have to be like them and relate or they're the complete opposite where the story brings them into the complete opposite character's world and they're able to pull you know some valuable insight from that philosophy but even then that's still connecting so you really have to connect with the characters and you have to get an open mind you really have to connect with the characters for the person for the person to really be changed by it and if you want to change them by it like it's you can't try to change them because then if you're trying to change them means that their original way is wrong so you're really you're just trying to share a perspective and i think sometimes people go too overboard with that by being preachy with that point and i think i struggle with that and not in terms of changing them but just with being preachy with the message and so i read this from somewhere like these are just four tips but i read this from somewhere don't know where a website obviously and i figured i'd share them the first one was don't communicate the message in the narrator's voice now these first two rules are a little bit more breakable like spiders obviously broke that rule the second one was to be wary of communicating the message directly in a character's voice as opposed to communicating it with the character's actions by reading between the lines of what the character says characters learn from each other and have their own journey 
Three, don't twist the story to serve the message. The story can't stand on its own just as a good yarn. It's going to be a poor vehicle for carrying a message. That, I think, is really important because if a story is a collection of experiences, and in terms of Pixar case, Pixar's case where they're trying to answer a question or to share a perspective on that question, like, you can't twist the story to then become preachy. You just have to, like, share it, and you have to share the experience. Like, Pixar doesn't answer it, and so then, you know, you don't have to twist the story to answer it. The story doesn't have to fully answer the question. It can spark an answer. It can spark the beginning of an answer. Four was, don't twist the characters to serve the message. The character who has the wrong views doesn't also need to be mean, un ugly, unlikable, and miserable. The one who has the quote-unquote right views doesn't need to be handsome, likable, and accomplished. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong and right in some stories. I mean, obviously there is wrong and right in terms of commandments and whatnot, but... Like, I think we place these stereotypes, and stereotypes make it just more and more preachy. Like, if we take a predictable film of, like, the hero's journey, where it is, they do it in a way where it's predictable, like, um, they lose something really valuable to them, so they must go to the bad guy to stop it, and then they get it, and, like, the end, blah, 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 like, it's a really, it's a lot harder for characters to learn from that than from, like, a story that doesn't fit in the stereotypes. So really, that's stories. Um, I'm going to stop here because I've rambled a lot and touched on a lot of different things. With how-to, for example, I want to talk a little bit about that. You're going to capture a niche audience where lots of people will get the point. But the problem with how-to is if they act on it, you know, because then it just becomes this endless consumption. Like, they know what to do, but, you know, they'll forget about it because like, they want to act about it and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think you guys get where I'm going. So with how-to, taking action is the problem. So I think if action would be really cool is if you can blend it into the story with a journey of the character partially, you know, being the how-to and the how-to coming in the form of the experience and the character's arc would be something interesting that I think would be cool and that's something I want to try out. Poetry is another example. If you're able to get what the person is really saying, which it takes some meditating, sometimes a lot. You can see the beauty of the, the beauty of the poem and obsessed with the words, and I think they hit you hard, but I think making it stick with them is the hardest part. So it's not exactly about taking action or being open to them, but I think it's just remembering them, because they'll hit you hard, but like looking back at it, I remember barely any lines of poetry that I wrote myself or poetry that I've heard. So I think remembering it. And I'm sure each medium has a strength and its weakness. I have specific mediums that I think I'm supposed to be in, stories and poetry, but I think there are a lot of mediums I'm open to. Wherever God takes me, I'll go. And so I'm not sure where random thoughts fall in in terms of mediums, but those are, I think, the mediums. But, yeah. Um, I've been studying specific stories for a while, so I figured I might as well share it. That's basically this whole podcast. And these are the kind of the scenes about how I approach the storytelling content storytelling content that I'm about to do, which I'm currently in the early phases of scripting. But a lot of my episodes are just random thoughts in the journey, so I appreciate you listening to this randomness that eventually, you know, God's working to become something greater. So, something beautiful. Um, I don't think they relate to a topic. It's all just trying to feed this, uh, feed my soul and glorify God. That brings me closer to God and, you know, that one message, that one thing in life, the only thing in life. And so it also has, you know, hopes that I can do some goodwill and help someone out with those thoughts, like one person and whoever listens. So you listening, it means a lot. Like, I could lo love if you would share this with one person, even if you don't. Like, I still love you. Like, I still love the fact that you're still listening to the episode. And even if you're not listening to this episode, like, still, like, it's beautiful what God has created. So 
it really does mean a lot for USA. Thank you.